This is Glasgow Crime Stories. We dive into crime of the city's past in short episodes you can listen to anytime, anywhere. In this episode, we highlight the two-decade-long search for the killer of young mother and sex worker, Tracy Wilde. For some time, the murder was one of Scotland's most notorious unsolved cases. The young man left the top-floor council flat and glanced nervously around him before heading out into the darkness of the night. It wasn't just the winter cold that was causing 22-year-old Ji Min Chen to shiver. Minutes earlier, the illegal immigrant from China had murdered 21-year-old sex worker Tracy Wilde after meeting her in Glasgow's notorious city centre red light district, known as The Drag. Unusually, the young mother had taken this customer back to her home in Torriburn Road, Barmulloch. It was a decision that would prove fatal. Their brief encounter turned violent, with cowardly Chen strangling Tracy, leaving her three-year-old daughter Megan without a mother. There were no witnesses to the brutal attack that November night in Glasgow in 1997. No one saw Chen arrive at or leave Tracy's home. Neighbours had heard arguing from the flat in the early hours of November the 24th, then the sound of a door slamming and keys being rattled. Detectives discovered that on the previous night, November the 23rd, Tracy had gone into Glasgow city centre. She was last seen on CCTV in Wellington Street around 3.20am with a mystery man who appeared to have an arm around her shoulder. An hour later, a neighbour heard arguing coming from her flat and Tracy shouting for the woman's mother. The neighbour went to investigate, but she couldn't see into Tracy's home and didn't hear any further shouting. The alarm was raised later that day when the young mother, who was battling drug addiction, failed to attend a support group meeting. One of the support workers went to her flat and noticed a balcony door was open. She alerted the same neighbour who managed to get into the flat and they both found Tracy dead in her bedroom. She was lying on her back with a dressing gown over her body, fully dressed, with marks and bruising around her neck. The murder inquiry was one of the biggest of its type and lasted two and a half years, with DNA being taken from around 2,500 men. A few days after her death, Tracy's mother, Faye McCash, made a moving appeal for information on her daughter's killer. She told reporters that she hadn't known her daughter was a sex worker. In January, detectives released the CCTV showing Tracy with a mystery man in Wellington Street. In a new move for the time, police also began taking DNA swabs from men caught using prostitutes or known to use their services, which were then compared to samples found at the murder scene. Often, detectives waited outside the flats used by sex workers to take their clients or wait for them to drop off women they had picked up in their cars. Tracy was one of half a dozen sex workers killed in Glasgow in as many years, but police were certain that none of the fatal attacks were linked. In most cases, men had been charged or stood trial, but a lack of evidence meant no convictions in any of the six cases at that stage. Still, they were keen to bring Tracy's murderer to justice and dispel rumours of a Jack the Ripper-style serial killer. However, 
Despite the best efforts of Strathclyde police, they met a wall of silence in their bid to find Trace's killer. None of the DNA or fingerprint evidence from the crime scene matched anything held on file. The women who worked the streets were mainly drug addicts like Tracy and were unable to give much useful information. For some, there was an inbuilt reluctance to help the police, but most of them simply couldn't remember the much-needed information because of their drug use. In March 1998, BBC's Crime Watch featured Tracy's death. In what would later prove significant, one woman phoned the studio to say she believed the man seen in the CCTV footage lived in student accommodation in the city. Meanwhile, Chen, who had come to Scotland in 1995, remained free. Being an illegal immigrant, he did not technically exist, and no one was likely to admit knowing or employing him. As the years passed, Chen married, set up his own takeaway business, and became a respectable member of the community. With two children and a home in Annie's land, he would have every reason to believe his dark secret would continue to remain undiscovered. A cold case review was carried out in 2013 by the newly formed Police Scotland, which looked at the original CCTV and DNA evidence from the case. By now, it had become one of Scotland's most notorious unsolved murders. Using the latest scientific and forensic techniques, police then found traces of foreign DNA on Trace's body. Up until then, the assumption had been that the killer was a local man. As a result of the new information, police gathered details of all overseas students who were in Glasgow around the time of the murder. In a bizarre twist, detectives finally uncovered a suspect. However, it wasn't Chen but an Indian man who had been a teenage student in Glasgow at the time of Trace's murder. In January 2015, the suspect was detained at his home in Mumbai after an extradition request from Scotland. He was given bail three weeks later on the condition that he surrendered his passport and reported to the police once a week. The suspect was by now a respectable married man with three children, He'd arrived in Scotland in August 1997 to pursue a one-year degree course at Glasgow College of Nautical Studies and lived in student accommodation. Around eight months later, he gave up the course and flew back to India to do a degree course shortly after Trace's murder. Detectives believed he was the man seen with her in the Wellington Street CCTV footage. Chen, if he was aware of the latest development, would have felt even more secure as the Crown Office pursued the Indian man's extradition. However, his secret life was to suddenly unravel thanks to the efforts of the original forensic team. Purely by chance, Chen had been arrested and charged with two assaults in Kaukadans in July 2018. When his fingerprints were routinely put into the database, they immediately flagged up a match with prints and DNA found in Trace's flat. Chen was then charged with the murder and appeared at Glasgow Sheriff Court where he was remanded in custody. The following April, Chen, now 44, admitted to the murder at the High Court in Glasgow. A few days later, the Crown Office confirmed they were no longer pursuing the extradition of the Indian student. On May the 18th, 2019, at the High Court in Glasgow, 
Chen was sentenced to life imprisonment. His lawyer, Donald Finlay, was unable to offer a reason or motive for the murder other than that the couple had a row. Chen kept his head bowed throughout the proceedings and did not look at Tracy's relatives as he was taken down. Tragically, Tracy Wilde's mother, Faye McCash, never lived to see her daughter's killer brought to justice, having died from cancer in February of that year. A few days after Chen's conviction, the Mumbai man arrested for the murder said it had ruined his life. He had been unable to get a job while the extradition hung over him and had received no apology from the police. In one interview at the time, he added, I have never used a prostitute. I never met Tracy. The first time I ever saw her was when I was shown a picture in jail. I was arrested for no reason. Neither the police nor the Crown Office explained why they had gone to such efforts to try and extradite the Indian suspect. In a final twist to the case, Chen successfully appealed the minimum period he must serve in prison before he is eligible for parole. At a hearing in Edinburgh in October 2019, three appeal judges reduced it from 20 years to 16. However, Lord Ming has warned Chen that wouldn't mean he'd be automatically released after serving the lesser period. He added ominously, It's possible that a person serving a life sentence is never released from prison. Tracy's daughter, Megan Smith, now 25, was in court in Glasgow to see Chen admit his guilt that May morning. In an extensive interview later that month, she said he should have handed himself into police immediately after the murder. At the end of the case, police were able to return some of Tracy's possessions to Megan, particularly a photograph of the victim and daughter, the only photograph that existed of them both together. In the interview, she revealed how she discovered the truth about her mum's death as a child by searching the internet and uncovering the full heartbreaking story. Megan said, I'd always wished that someone would be brought to justice and often thought about a killer. The longer I waited, the less confident I was of my wish coming true. When I saw Chen in the dock, I could really feel the anger inside me. It took me by surprise. I'll never forgive him for taking a future with my mum from me. What he did affected a lot of people. He ruined a lot of lives and many people have suffered. I never got the chance to celebrate special occasions like birthdays and Christmas with my mum because of Chen. Megan added, I was only three when she was murdered and I don't remember anything about her. All I have are photographs and what family and friends have told me about her. I feel bitter. Chen is about the same age my mum would have been had she still been alive. She'd still have been quite young. I had a good upbringing, but I was always aware that my mum was missing, and that was difficult. I'm glad Chen will now spend some of his best years locked up and finally pay for what he did to her. During her childhood, Megan was cared for by family members desperate to shield her from the full details surrounding her mum's death. She recalled how, as a schoolgirl, she was banned by her dad, Scott Smith, and her gran, Jean, from watching a 2006 episode of an STV documentary, Unsolved, which featured Tracy's murder. But the internet age meant they were fighting a losing battle, and it was only a matter of time before she found out.
Megan, who was brought up by Jean in Glasgow's Postle Park area, said, I was 11 when I found out my mum had been murdered, but I didn't know how it happened or that she was a sex worker. But as I got older, I read stuff online because I wanted more information and I started to ask questions. It was very upsetting and eventually I watched the unsolved documentary on YouTube. Shortly after Megan's 18th birthday in 2012, detectives turned up on her doorstep and disclosed more details about her mum's death because she automatically became next of kin. Megan added, They sat down with me and told me as much as they could. They explained exactly what had happened to my mum, but by then it really confirmed what I already knew. The following year, police told her that they'd reopened the inquiry as part of a cold case review. It gave the family fresh hope that their long wait for justice might soon come to an end. Megan said, I was very pleased when I heard about the first arrest. The second arrest closer to home was a shock. It wasn't expected at all. Chen's conviction has given me all the answers I was looking for. It's hard accepting he's been able to live a full life until now. He got married and had kids. He's probably had a lot of happy times with his children. I never had the chance to enjoy anything with my mum because of him. At least his family will be able to visit him in prison. Megan revealed she was able to come to terms with her mum being a sex worker in Glasgow's infamous drag to make ends meet while hiding a heroin addiction from her family. She said, I was never bothered about what my mum did. She was a human being and my mother and it didn't make her different from anyone else. People have told me that she did her best for me. They say she was a good mum who loved and adored me. She was a young mum and was struggling for money, so I can understand what she did and why she did it. I've had a normal upbringing, but the one thing that's missing has always been my mum. I think about her all the time. Megan Smith also told how her grandfather went to his grave under a cloud of suspicion, having been wrongly accused of killing Tracy. Thomas Wilde was interviewed by police several times in connection with her death, but was released without charge. Megan said he struggled to come to terms with the speculation, which stayed with him until he died two years before Xi Min Chen was caught. Thomas adopted Tracy when she was three years old, and the pair formed a close bond. A complicated family background saw Tracy brought up by him and Megan's other gran, Margaret. The relationship with his daughter was investigated by Strathclyde police detectives who worked on the original inquiry. Megan said that Thomas, who died from dementia aged 84 in 2016, was devastated by her death and angry at his treatment by officers. She added, My papa went through a terrible time when my mum died. The police were desperate to find a killer and he was a suspect. He and my gran, Margaret, took care of my mum from when she was a baby and adopted her when she was three. He was very close to her. But the police thought that made him a suspect and he was questioned about her murder more than once. Thomas had appeared on the Unsolved documentary in 2006 to talk about Tracy's murder and how the police pointed the finger of suspicion at him. Megan added, People in the community also thought he was responsible because he was interviewed about it. I know it hurt him, and it affected everyone else who knew it was a load of rubbish. 
He was very bitter about Mum's murder and the handling of the case. It left him devastated. Chen finally being caught as justice for my papa too. It'll put an end to the unfair suspicion that surrounded him over the years. I so wish he was still alive to see Chen in the dock. He would have been delighted. Megan revealed that Chen's arrest came just a few months after her dad, Scott Smith, died. He and Tracy split up soon after Megan was born, but the couple kept in touch. Megan said her dad found it difficult to speak about Tracy's murder. She added, How she died really affected my dad. It took years for him to come to terms with it, if he ever really did. Not knowing who was responsible for her murder left a big gap in his life. He knew her killer was out there and always hoped to be caught. With every passing year, I think a little bit of hope died. He was delighted when police reopened the investigation and when they made an arrest in India, it made us think something was happening. Megan added, My dad died without knowing about Chen, but I know no one would have been happier to see him convicted. He never spoke to me about how my mum died. I don't think he knew how to. It was too hard for him. But he protected me. I saw my dad all the time. He gave me a lot of support along with the rest of my family. They're now both at peace and hopefully they've been reunited. It also means that I can hopefully move on with my own life and get some closure. This podcast was brought to you by the Glasgow Times. With a digital subscription, you can access our exclusive, insightful and trustworthy local news from just £2 for two months. We are also currently offering 20% off our annual rate with the code GLASGOPOD22. This offers for new subscribers only and is only available with the promotional code given in this podcast. Subscriptions will renew at the standard rates unless cancelled. 